0: You know, music has always been a big part of Ben Fuller's life, but it wasn't Christian music because he didn't grow up in the church or around Christians. Well, that changed when he landed in Nashville, hoping to be the next country music star. This morning, we are looking forward to connecting to Ben and his story of being rescued by God. Ben, welcome to The Morning Conversation. Praise God. It's good to see
1: you. Thank you for taking some time to uh, just hang out with us for a little bit. We're excited to get to know you and what God's done in your life and what He's continuing to do in and through your life. You know, one of the songs that uh, that we play here on My Bridge Radio from you is called Who I Am. And uh, just to kind of jump into the music right off the bat, tell us where that song came from and how did Jesus kind of put that in your heart and, and life?
0: Yeah, that song is um, so special because I think that God knew I know that God knew I would need a um, like an anthem, Mm -hmm. if you will, something that I could shout from the lowest uh, of places to the to the highest of places and just know that he was there and um, know that I'm a child of the most high God. And it's like I've had to really announce that and declare that as I get more and more into this thing, as I grow more and more, it starts with not liking who you look at, and then it ends with a reminder that you are a child of the Most High God and that He gave up everything for you. Hmm. And I feel like when you sing that, when you declare that, there's just something that happens. There's a posture change. There's a, it just get, it gives me life. So I would say crank that up and just declare it and just uh, speak it out.
1: Ben, you were just talking about kind of the life that you came out of. Let's kind of get into your story a little bit, because obviously you stand before us today, a uh, Christ follower, someone who knows and loves Jesus, but weren't always that way. <laughs> so yeah. tell us a little bit about yeah. your story, kind of how you came to know Jesus
0: you know, came from a place in Vermont that was 2% Christian. Jesus was a a swear word, Hmm. nearly close to committing suicide uh, at 16, 18 years old, and just feeling ashamed, abusing, you know, relationships, just awful stuff. And I got so tired of that. Hmm. Hmm. And there was a question in my mind that kept coming up is like, is this it? Hmm. Like, there's got to be something more here. My whole life, I was like, I feel like I had a bigger purpose, right? You know, it's like I, I felt that calling. I felt that something well before uh, I was saved. 2018, I moved down to Nashville for country music. And in 2019 is when I got invited to church for the first time. That was the first time I'd ever heard the gospel. It's the first time I've ever heard a message preached. It's the first time I've ever seen anybody's hands in the air mm. uh, praising his name in that moment was just like, I'm going to sing this music for the rest of my life. And I was like, I don't understand it. I don't know how, I don't know anything. And like, I still don't understand it, which is amazing. So I just think it's like his mystery that captivated uh, my heart.
1: So 2019 isn't that long ago, my brother.
0: (laughs) No, no, no. So here's the beauty. And it's so funny because I love antiquing. Like I'm I'm such an old soul. But anyway, so I was antiquing yesterday. I ran into a pastor and he said, make sure you don't tell people it's okay to sin for a long time and then you can just get saved like you did. (laughs) Like make sure they know how sweet the salvation is Mm. so that they don't spend the amount of time that you did living that lifestyle, Mm -hmm. you know, because let's face it, it doesn't always happen like this. And my best friend of 10 years is dead because of overdose. Wow, Doesn't always have this ending Mm -hmm. of like, oh, just you live 17 years as an addict and now all of a sudden you're saved. Like, wow, congratulations. That's amazing. But what about the people that don't make it out? What about uh, my ex-girlfriend who's still using and still running? You know, what about those people? That's where the prayer comes in. Hmm. And that's what I do. I find so much joy in is praying for those that are struggling.
1: Ben, it sounds like you were doing music before Jesus found you. (laughs) Yeah. Right? And uh you just kind of shifted pretty quick. Like you were in that worship service you said earlier, and like this is what I want of my life, this is what I want of my music. What was that transition?
0: I made it all look great on the outside, right? Mm. You know, it's like you can do that with social media, believe it or not. (laughs) You know, you can make things look really Good, and then on the other side, they're really bad, Hmm. and that hiding it for so long had to expose it all. The Lord knew all this was coming, which is just incredible. But it took about, I would say, a month and a half or two months. In that moment, I laid it all down. I said, "Lord, take away my language and all the things from me. Make me brand new. I want what you have to offer because I'm just tired of this lifestyle." And so it was like, when I gave my life to the Lord, I'll be dead honest with you. I was like, is this the right thing to do? Because hmm. I didn't have a lot of friends who were believers to like come around me. And like, this is what's happening. We'll pray for you. <laughs> it's all like, good. hold on, hold on tight. It's all good. Like, this is normal. Like, instead it was like, dude, you're like brainwashed. Cut it out. I had a hard time when I became um, a believer, but I started having these dreams. I started writing about Jesus. I started writing about love. I started writing about light. I know it all came from him. Hmm. And so I was waking up in the middle of the night and just scribbling stuff down like, what is this stuff? That's when my writing changed.
1: And that's, again, the thing that I always reflect. I was just talking to someone earlier this morning about how I used to think that to be a Christian, it's about a list of don'ts, like don't do this even though inside you really want to do it (laughs) and a list of do's and inside you really don't want to do those. But that's not it at all. Like when I came to know Jesus and he began to transform me from the inside out, right? So it wasn't this list of rules. It was this relationship with him and I stopped wanting to do some things I was doing before. And I started wanting to do things that I never wanted to do before. And it was just this transformational experience.
0: It's so cool. And I am convinced you know, because I questioned a lot too. And I feel like Peter, a lot of days. And I'm like doubting and I'm trying to figure things out. I'm like, is this even real? Is this even mm. right? Is this even? And and when I think back to that moment, Jesus was the common denominator when everything changed. Like he was the one, Absolutely. he was the name that came into my life. That's when everything changed. And so I undoubtedly know that it was him.
1: Ben, we have an adversary who would love to kill, steal, and destroy. So what are you doing to... Kind of keep yourself grounded in this relatively newfound faith, which I think is awesome. I may so relate to your story, but uh, what are you doing to really kind of go, let me make sure that my roots go deep?
0: A very short amount of time, I got introduced to some of the most godly people hmm. that I could ever imagine. And so all of a sudden, these people just start coming into my life, You know, whether it's my manager, whether it's my band members, whether it's um, spiritual families. I have a, a father in Christ. Uh, in mm. Missouri that is like a spitting image of my real father mm. and like he just pours into me constantly mm. the family that brought me to church to begin with constantly will check in on me mm. and pour into me it's it's amazing how God put all these people. So I guess my answer would be to that is the community that I have around me and the people that I surround myself with. They love Jesus way more than me. Hmm. And when that happens, it just rubs off constantly. And so whether it's a little piece of scripture or whether it's like, hey, you shouldn't be saying that or whether it's like, eh, just watch it and let's be, let's be quick to listen and slow to speak, or whether it's just like amazing job, dude, like you are acting like Jesus up there. Little things like that have just built me up. Um, We as a band do a lot of Bible studies and, um, you know, devotionals and stuff. And so it is, it's literally surrounding myself
1: with Jesus. So Ben, let's dive into another song here. You got a song called He Found Me, and I uh, was actually listening to it this morning beforehand, and I, l- I loved it. And I'd love to hear your heart on it before we play it this morning.
0: Yeah, I um, that song is is super special. And to be honest with you, I was really nervous to be that honest. Hmm. You know, I found peace inside of powder till it put me on the floor, you know, got so close to overdosing. Uh, I nearly knocked on heaven's door. Like I'm, I'm thinking about, those times that was that was real to me, um, the most real to me, and the most honest. And it was scary turning that song in because I remember the label was like, "Can we say that? <laughs> I, is that is that a is that too? You know." And and I remember everyone was just kind of like, "But boy, is it real? Mm-hmm. Like, boy, is it honest? Like, we love it." And um, so I am so thankful uh, that the song mm-hmm. is out. And, and it's real, and it's and it's the truth. Um, and so it was funny. I was sitting in the room with uh, Jason Early and Jonathan Gamble, a couple of amazing writers, and they asked me about my story. And it was the first time we'd ever met. They said, "What would you say to your friends, to your old friends, to your people that you used to hang with? Like, what would you say to them in a song?" And I'm like, "I'd tell them I didn't find God; he found me." Hmm. And they're like. There it is. (laughs) So so we, uh, that song was born very quickly, and probably we wrote it in probably an hour and a half. And um, it just, the Lord gave us all the the details of it. Super special.
1: Another question off your latest album, Ben. So w- what song would you go, this may be a sleeper, but in the sense of, I think it's a great song that God could use, but if you're not careful, you might miss it because it may not get a lot of airplay, but for whatever reason, but I think this is a sleeper powerhouse.
0: I would say, you know, I, we keep getting so many messages about uh, chasing rebels hmm. and, um, I would say that that one, and I don't know if radio will ever play that song and I don't know. He knows, but I I do know the amount of messages that have been coming in. And one of the women that we work with at the label had suggested, which I'm really excited to do, a small devotional on the song and uh, kind of pick it apart, pick the lyrics apart, and sort of do a devotional on that. So we're going to be starting that soon. And I'm really excited about that song. What about the song seems
1: to be hitting a chord?
0: The fact that I have had more women almost than men come to me and say, I was that rebel that Mm. God chased down. Mm. And that blows my mind because I wrote it, you know, for in my heart and my mind, I wrote it for prisoners. I do a lot of prison ministry. I wrote it for the worst of the worst and the least of these. And all of a sudden I get like just very well to do woman comes up and just says, I was that rebel. Mm. And I'm like, what? Like you are? You're a rebel? And it's blown my mind.
1: Ben, I'm sure you being uh, so musically oriented, you, you understand the power and impact of music. What's a song outside of the song that you sing right now that you go, man, this is a song that's ministering to me right now?
0: Um, Heart of God by Zach Williams. And I know that's a little biased because I'm on <laughs> tour with him right now. But I do know that uh, that when I first heard that song, it just... It really hit me in so many different ways. But when I think about it, it's funny. Zach tells a story, but his vision of God was this was this king on a throne shaking his head at him at every wrong thing that he's done. And he's just like, Why are you doing this? This is awful and all these things. And that's not who God is. There's only love in the heart of God. So I have just been declaring that song and I actually did a, a small cover of that song, which will be released at some point here soon in the future. I'm really excited about it because it's an amazing song.
1: So Ben, there's some people listening right now that they might know about God, but they don't know God. And maybe they're finding themselves hopeless, helpless over something that they're struggling with in life. I'd love for you to kind of share with them about Jesus, how to come to know him in a a personal and real way.
0: I reached a point where I was just tired. I was ready to give up. And I kept asking myself, is there something more? There's got to be something more. There's got to be something else. And I grew up in a place where, like I said, Jesus was a swear word. Jesus was just an, a derogatory sentence that came out of my mouth. And so, but when I first heard the gospel, it was like something clicked and something switched. And it was like, I had reached that point where I tried everything. And when I heard about how he came and died for us. It was like, it triggered something to me. I was like, who is this guy? And why, why would he do this for me? He doesn't even know who I am or does he? And then I started digging into these things and I started reading the Bible and, and I'm not a reader. And so for those of you that aren't readers out there, like I am not a reader, but I open the book every morning and I just say, God, what do you want me to read? Mm-hmm. I'll read one sentence. And I, and I swear every single day, it's something that's like, How did you know that? How did he know that? And so if you're questioning this thing, if you're wondering about who he is, if you are in a place of desperation, like I was, if you're in a place of confusion, if you're in a place of I'm always tired and I just need some hope, I just dare you to ask him. And that's what I did is I asked him. I got mad. I was like, if you're even real, if you're even all this power that they say you are, can you do this for me? Please, like I'm I'm ready. But here's the thing, not just saying it, Mm -hmm. but believing it. But I would literally would say that if you're in that place of questioning, if you're in that place of asking, if you're in that place of uncomfortability, then just ask it. Like I dare you to ask him. Mm -hmm. And I did, and he's changed my life. Mm -hmm. I can't explain it. I don't understand it. It is, and this is this is literally what I'm feeling, but it's like. It is the mystery of God that keeps me coming back. I ran away for years. I did all the things and nothing ever worked until he came into my life.
1: Okay, brother, before we let you go this morning, give us, first of all, favorite Bible verse thus far.
0: It would be John 6. It's such a beautiful reminder to me, but Jesus is speaking about how everyone has gone astray everyone's taken their own paths and these other ways and these other things because it's just easier. And he looked at his 12 disciples and he said, are you guys going to go too? Mm -hmm. And Peter looked up at Jesus because I would picture Peter in a lower place, postured himself in a lower place. And he looked up at Jesus and and, and he said, my Lord, to whom shall we go? There's nobody else. And so that, that verse has stuck with me when I read it. It hit me so hard, and I just realized that I've got nowhere else to go.
1: Mm -hmm. He has the words of eternal life. Amen. Yeah, so good.
0: Well, Ben, thank you for being with us this morning, and thank you as well for your raw honesty and for how you've shared your story, one that I think a lot of people can really relate to. We will be praying with you that God will continue to direct your steps as you're given opportunities to share your music and your story to a hurting world. Again, thanks for spending the morning with us today. Thank you. I'm, I'm so blessed to be. Here and thank you so much. And this is what he does. The devil attacks and God redeems every single time. He can't win. He'll never win. So thank you, Lord.